know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this because, but I'm not telling anybody to lose weight. I'm not telling anybody to change up your makeup routine or start getting muscles, but I am telling you that people are going to look at you differently if you do those things. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Hey guys, so it is the end of August and it is a very busy time for me at Saver Street. We have onboarded a few new clients. We are really getting the Young Leader Society up and running with all of our founding members, all of the people who came in at such a low rate just to figure out if this is a thing that's worth doing. And I'm really excited about where we are. At the same time, my kids are out of school out of their summer session and before fall starts. So they had around two, two and a half, three weeks off, which is a long time to be without childcare with a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So here we are. My, my in-laws are here. So we have house guests. We have our kids out of session. My husband is in the busiest time of year and we are launching the Young Leaders Society. Let me say just, I thank God that we live so close to my parents because I don't know if we could do this otherwise. Uh, My parents are a godsend and they are so helpful. So here we are. We're talking about something that is going to get me a lot of hate mail, I'm sure, because I have an opinion that I believe is, is true. I mean, it's my opinion, right? Um, but it is not something that people like to talk about. It's something that shouldn't be true and uh, something that, that people actively fight against in our culture, uh, in certain places in our culture. So here I'm going to talk about something that you can use to get yourself ahead in the workplace. And then once you are ahead in the workplace and as you're using it, fight against it. Now, <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit of, of cognitive dissonance going on in our culture because we think that uh, a lot of achievements in the world should be merit-based, right? It should be based on your work. It should be based on what you do and who you are and your character and the quality of your output, the quality of, of your production. But that's not true, is it? That's not actually true. That is not how this world works. Instead, we put a lot of stake in how people look, and we don't even know it. It's part of our tribalism. It's part of our subconscious behaviors. It's part of human nature to prefer people and trust people who are really pretty, right? So you look at somebody who's really pretty, 
Um, and by pretty, I mean like the standard definition of pretty, it's it, your face is symmetrical and your body conforms to the standards that we have set in our society as pretty right now. So we look at those people and we automatically trust them more. Maybe not like Tom Cruise necessarily, but but we've, we automatically trust pretty people more. Think about the people in your office who you might look at and turn to, uh, the people who are, quote, popular in your office, and they're probably pretty people. So what is that called? When we prefer pretty people, that's called the halo effect. So the halo effect allows pretty people more automatic trust and respect than their, quote, ugly counterparts. We know that shouldn't happen. Um, we know that they should not get uh, a leg up just because they are pretty. It should be merit-based. It should be about the quality of their character. It should be about their work. But it isn't, is it? I mean, it really isn't. This is not the reality we live in. So let's figure out how to use that to our, our advantage so we can climb up the ladder and then take it down, right? Take down that privilege take down that unfair advantage that pretty people have. Let me tell you a story. I didn't think that I was going to share this story, but here we are. I'm going to share it with you anyway. After I had my second child, I went back to the office and I had gained 60 pounds. I was in class two obesity land. You could tell my size had doubled in the last nine months that I was pregnant with my, with my second child, I had a, I had a very tough pregnancy and some things from my life had surfaced and I took a little too much comfort in food. I'll take, you know, full responsibility and ownership of that. So I get back to work and people are looking at me differently. I had a lot of extra weight on. I was not as pretty as I once was. I was treated like, uh, like my opinions didn't matter as much. I was treated like I couldn't talk, speak up in meetings anymore. Um, and I was treated like maybe my strategies and my ideas weren't worth following and it hurt. It hurt. And I kind of knew what it was. I knew that it was because I had gained weight and I wasn't as pretty because I have a degree in neuropsychology and I know what the halo effect is. And I know it affects people subconsciously, even though it shouldn't. So for my health, not to get the halo effect back again, but for my health, because I was having joint problems and I was having just so many problems that uh, I won't go into now, but problems that could be classified likely if I went and got them fully diagnosed as, as a disability, I decided to lose that weight uh, to ease the pressure on my joints, to make it so I could walk more fully again, make it so that I could carry my children up and down stairs without not trusting my body to, to stay upright. So I went and I started a diet. I started really limiting what I was eating. I started walking a little bit more. And within the, the next, I think it took me nine months, uh, maybe, maybe a year, uh, I lost that 60 pounds and I was back down to my size uh, 10 or 12. It, I wasn't skinny, right? I wasn't a skinny mini, but I was back down to a normal range for my body, a healthy range for my body. And people could tell. And I'll, I'll tell you something else I did. 
I started putting on natural style makeup too. So I had been going into the office and just wearing a little bit of eyeliner and some mascara and calling it a day. But the moment I started while I was halfway through my weight loss journey, the moment I started putting in natural putting on natural makeup again. So a little bit of foundation, a little bit of blush, some, some eyeliner and mascara still, and just like a very natural color lipstick, people started treating me like my opinion mattered again. Now this wasn't like full on noir. I don't even know if that's a word that people use to describe makeup, but I am not into makeup by the way. I do just like the bare minimum. But once I, there was this study done about makeup styles and how they're perceived on women in the workplace. And there were three different makeup styles, two different makeup styles, and then one with no makeup. There's a woman with no makeup, one with all with natural style makeup, and one with like nightclub style makeup. And people treated all three of them in a different way. The person with no makeup on, they disregarded her opinion and, and didn't really, she became kind of invisible. The person with the nightclub makeup they thought she was fake and they, they disregarded her opinion because, you know, the first impression or the impression they got from how she did her makeup was that she was, she felt that other things were more important than her work. None of these things are true. It's just what people thought when they saw that woman in different styles of makeup, same woman. The Young Leader Society is a group of passionate professionals who are fast tracking themselves to a management position. We have bi-weekly lunch meetings where members submit their questions about leadership, corporate influence, and, you know, all that messy stuff that comes with office politics. Join us if you want to gain influence and credibility at your company, navigate office politics like a boss, and earn promotions more quickly than your peers. Learn more at saverstreet.com in the career help section. And then when she started putting on natural style makeup, the people in her office treated her like a professional, like her opinion mattered. So I took this, you know, I, I was losing weight. I took what I learned from that article and I started putting on natural style makeup and uh, trying to get back into my healthy weight range, you know, right, right under uh, overweight. So still on the like higher end of healthy, but, but right under the overweight line. And I noticed a huge difference in how people treated me again it was wrong. I'm the same person with the same brain and the same ideas and the same communication style and the same team with the same products and the same customer understanding, the same everything except for my appearance. And suddenly people started treating me like I had better ideas, like I had uh, better leadership skills, like I was a better person in the office. People started noticing me and wanting to talk to me and they gave me more opportunities because I looked prettier. So what do you do? What do you do with this horrible information? We use it to our advantage, right? Let's recognize people's subconscious biases and use them to our advantage. Then make sure we're not falling into the same trap and pull our companies out of that same trap. So this is something that's wrong in our society. We can use it and then we can fix it and fight against that. Now we talked uh, a couple podcasts ago about racial discrimination and hiring. This is another kind of thing that's similar, right? It stems out of our tribalism. It stems out of these, these urges we have as human beings to only like people we like looking at. And the people we like looking at look like our parents as like weird and like Oedipus complex as that is. But, you know, it should not happen. 
So what do you do? You go and you use it. Be pretty. Rock their socks off. Not, you know, in a literal sense. And, you know, then just make sure you're not falling prey to the same halo effect when we have the opportunity to hire amazing people. Amazing doesn't mean pretty. Amazing means they can rally a team around them. Amazing means they care about the people around them and have the aptitude to do their work and have the experience to do what we need them to do. They have the openness and the humility to learn and grow, and they can do the job. Amazing means they bring a different perspective into your team. Amazing means they can understand what you need them to do in that job. Amazing means not pretty. Not not pretty, but like amazing means all of those things. And I didn't talk once about their personal appearance. So work in the system and then work to improve it. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this, because, I, but I'm not telling anybody to lose weight. I'm not telling anybody to change up your makeup routine or start getting muscles. But I am telling you that people are going to look at you differently if you do those things. So it is your choice. You can either fight people from below, fight people from the position you're in and decide not to play their game, not to work with the advantages you know that you could have. Or you can take this information and use it to your advantage and then change the game for other people. I decided in my career I was going to use that information, use it for my advantage, and then turn around and give people a hand up and say, you know what, this woman doesn't wear makeup. This woman is, is, you know, not conventionally attractive, but she has amazing ideas. And I'm going to make sure that other people know that this woman does a great job, cares about her employees, cares about the people around her, cares about her customers and speaks up and does what she needs to do, but is not being recognized for it. So I'm going to find any way that I can to recognize this person who is amazing at her job, who is doing all the things that she should do, um, but doesn't have the halo effect going for her. I'm going to make sure that she's, she's recognized for that. So sure, you can disregard this. You can send me a bunch of hate mail and say, you know, Catherine Vanderlaan told me that I need to wear natural makeup. Or you can turn around, use it to your advantage, and then turn around and give people that hand up and change the culture in your office to be more inclusive, to be more inviting, to be somewhere that people want to work no matter what they look like. Do it. Try it. Just try it. It's kind of fun, actually. It's kind of fun to like know these things and then to use them and then to destroy them. That's kind of fun. So take what you will from this. Uh, hate me if you want. But I'm telling you the truth, and I'm giving you something that you could use to your advantage. Tell me what you liked. Tell me what you didn't like. And uh, tell me what you're doing differently because of this. See me at saverstreet.com. Send me a little email. Get on my calendar. Go to the Young Leader Society where we talk about things like this. We talk about how to destroy them from the inside of companies. How to get you from where you are now to a management position. I would love to see you there in some of our meetings where we can triage and help you with your current needs in your career so you can get over your hump or get over whatever it is that you need to, to get through to become the leader and the manager that you know you were meant to be. All right, I hope to see you there. We are doing so much here at Saber Street, and I'm I'm ready to change the world. I'm ready to change the corporate world. I'm ready to change your finances and your career. Uh, I just, I love this, being a catalyst for change. So. Use what you can and then destroy the systems that are 
well, just not right in the world. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to Management Material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.